When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome to Brewers Talk, the brand new podcast from the Burton Mail where we discuss just about everything Burton Albion, from transfers to injuries, the latest match, the next match, we're going to cover absolutely everything that is Burton Albion related in Brewers Talk. We're on a brand new exciting platform, you might be listening to this on Facebook, Twitter, you might be listening to it on the Burton Mail website, you might have downloaded us from iTunes, please do subscribe and give us five star ratings, excellent uh, start proceedings here as I remember just about everything I needed to say <laughs> from there. We're a three-man booth today um, on Brewers Talk. I am Ashley Wilkinson, uh, Burton Albion writer for the Burton Mail. I'm joined by um, the segment tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I was trying to think of a witty introduction. I can't think of one, Josh. Josh, you're more from the Burton Mail. How are you this afternoon? Very well, Ash. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, I'm full of vim and vigour as we record our first Brewers Talk podcast. And Stephen Martin, you have joined us as well. You actually have more podcast experience than all of us combined. I do. I hosted a radio show for Radio Hood and was named Male Presenter of the Year for 2015. What have we been named lately, Josh? <laughs> Certainly right. nothing positive. Nothing, nothing, nothing repeat. Judging by, <laughs> by my Twitter profile, no. Um, anyway, we move swiftly on. Um, on to our first topic, and unfortunately, it's a pretty negative one. Um, Burton Albion suffering a 2-0 defeat at the weekend. Uh, Wigan Athletic with the visitors to the Pirelli Stadium, a match that many, including ourselves, Josh, it has to be said, um, tagged as perhaps not a must-win, but certainly one that Burton Albion needed a positive result and performance from. It didn't happen. Uh, two goals from on loan, Callum Connolly, who not even Wigan fans knew was starting the match. We knew who he was starting before Wigan's fans did, as the uh, transfer was announced had just gone 2 o'clock. Um, he scored twice Burton Albion Stephen we'll start with you just not at the races no not at all um, even before the first goal with virtually the last touch of the half um, you've seen Michael Jacobs have a great chance where he's came in five wide uh, one positive for Burton I suppose they kept Wilbury quiet it was really in the wide areas I felt Burton were lacking both defensively and going forward yeah I mean, it's disappointing isn't it Josh they did as seems to say, he's defensively and going forward. They just seemed second best. And Nigel Clough said after the match that he was happy relatively with the performance. But I mean, for me, it was a pretty disappointing affair. In truth, yeah, I think flat was the word that was used a lot. And you know, I think that summed it up really. There wasn't the sort of usual Brewers' intensity, other than that twenty minutes after the the half-time break when they were chasing. That was the one period where they, they sort of looked on top and they looked likely to score. And then they were suddenly hit with that sucker punch, Connolly's second goal, um, and the heads just seemed to drop there. Not just even on the pitch, you know the crowd um, everyone just seemed to sense that the game was over and in such an important game when you really expected Albion you know, to be really up for it and to, to potentially produce a sort of performance you know, they've done it against Rotherham a couple of times in the games they really needed to win yeah. Just didn't happen, and um, you know, as, we, as we've said, obviously, what that does to the table, you know, psychologically, is, is something they're going to need to react to. But did it tell us anything we don't know about the need to bring new players in? Obviously, we know Nigel Clough's keen to bring forward players in. In terms of the defence, he said he's largely happy. We'll get onto transfer rooms in a, in a moment. But did it tell us anything we don't know? 
I'm not sure. I mean, yes, they, they, they do still need a bit of bolster. What was interesting was switching to a sort of 3-4-1-2 rather than a 3-5-2. You had Jamie Ward in behind Sordelano Grady, so you've got three three strikers there straight away. <clears throat> but one difference being that you'd only got two central midfielders, um, and that meant, you know, with, with Jackson Irvine out injured. So potentially that lost a little bit of that intensity in midfield. I do think, like you say, you know, it proved that they still need a bit of creativity, but there were certainly some flashes from Marvin Sordell, his first home start, and you could tell that Chris O'Grady was back in. Okay, it wasn't the Brewers' best yes. performance, yeah. but he still showed those flashes of being able to sort of bring other players into it. So they're going to still be looking for attackers and that creativity, but I think to an extent it was just an off day across the pitch. First podcast, can I make a request that no one coughs into the microphone? I'm the only one wearing earphones, and that has just absolutely deafened me. My apologies. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's fine. We'll, we'll do a bit of post-editing on that and make sure that it's not too loud. But uh, yeah, just uh, for a moment there, Josh. Temporarily deaf. Um, anyway, but in terms of um, what we've, you know, the Wigan result, it was disappointing as we as, as we know. Um, two very disappointing goals to concede again. The first half perhaps not as bad as the second. The way heads seemed to drop, and after the hour mark, after that second goal was the most perhaps worrying thing for me. Um, looking at, um, I mean. We'll have to move on to the transfer rumours because we've got to wrap this up quite quickly because, Stephen, you have a train to get well, in 15 minutes and you have a 10-minute walk to the station. I do. Um, although it does, we are trying to keep this pretty uh, pretty quick wrapped up, so it does seem harsh to purely blame Stephen for that. Um, so I'm going to stop rambling on and move on to transfer rumours. Um, Liam Boyce is, 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 was one that was named last week. Ross County striker, former teammate of Jackson Irvine, Northern Irish. I understand he's not a target of Burton Albion yeah. at this stage. Um, another striker, though, Charlie White. What do you know of him, Stephen? I only know that he's got, is it 12 goals in League 2 this season? Uh, 14. Is it 14, 14 goals in, fact, yes. in League 2 for Carlisle this season? Um, he's relatively young as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Not 24. So yeah. Uh, he's come up through the Middlesbrough youth uh, setup yes. um, and he's moved to Carlisle, uh, a, a big long move away from home there. Um, for, uh, I know, I know it's not. Um, but yeah, he's got a lot of goals this season. 14 in, in League One, it puts yeah. him sort of 4-5 League two. behind... Uh, League Two. 4-5 four, four, behind uh, John Akindi and Omar Boggle, who are two names who, of course, we know very well. Omar Boggle, mentioned by many yeah. Brewers fans, as a potential favourite striker signing. And John Akindi, certainly my favourite uh, potential striker signing. I'm a big fan. Um, so Charlie Wyke, it's one we're going to, to have a look into. It, it looks like a bit of a screwish one at this yeah. stage. It, it, it would be interesting to see what kind of feat would commander. Yes, and then that's the thing. He is under contract until 2018. I think that's important to remember. And Josh, um, another um, another player that Burton Albion are interested in signing, Jonathan Parr, former Crystal Palace and uh, Aston uh, and Aston Villa, Crystal Palace and Ipswich Town, even um, mm. defender. What do we know about Jonathan Parr beyond the fact? that he currently plays for Strom's Godset yeah. in Norway. Well, you say that the Brewers are interested in signing him. He's been linked, I think, is potentially a sort of... Yes. A better way of putting you know, we'll, we'll see about it. I mean, experience, Nigel Clough has gone on and on about championship experience, and that's something Paul would Premier bring. Um, and indeed, Premier League experience, you know, the likes of Ben Turner have brought that in as well from, from both divisions. That is still needed, you feel, after, after games like at the weekend. But Nigel Clough has also said quite repeatedly that it's further upfield that he, look, he wants to strengthen, you know, midfield and, and, and up front finding that creativity finding that killer pass and somebody to put the yeah. balls in the back of the net you only need to look at the Brewers bench at the weekend to see they've got a lot of defenders it might, it might be that they still want to strengthen in terms of quality and experience but in terms of numbers there are a lot of defenders he's a, he's a fullback as well yeah. they play with well, fullbacks that's it. They, they play a wingback system where both you know Aikens and Dyer, who have been the first choice wingbacks this season neither of them are fullbacks they are, they are wingers you yes. know, or, or in Aikens' case a striker come winger so you know, it would be an interesting one perhaps not one that you'd expect given that the 
of systems the Brewers are playing. Uh, yep. But nonetheless, you know, he has been linked. And, and as you say, if, if nothing else, the experience that he would bring is something that, that Albion are never going to turn their noses up. No, absolutely not. And um, I think talking about transfer sort of speculation, it's, it's out as much as in, in in one regard for Jackson Irvine. It's our weekly chat about Jackson <laughs> Irvine, Josh. Um, missed out at Wigan with a groin injury, uh, one of a few players to sort of um, be suffering with injuries at the moment. Um, Brewers hopeful that he'll uh, be ready for Cardiff City this weekend and in our podcast later on in the week. We'll talk more about that game in particular. Um, but Stephen, Jackson Irvine, rumours linking in with, with just about every club, including Huddersfield Town, a club you know well. <laughs> I but do at the moment, it looks as if he'll be staying with the Brewers until the summer. Um, the Brewers are certainly keen to keep hold of him. Yes. Nigel Clough has offered him a new contract. How important is Jackson Irvine and how much Hugely. did the Brewers miss him? Hugely. On Saturday. You could see in midfield, you've already mentioned a lack of creativity, but there was also maybe a lack of defensive um, stability in midfield. He normally gets around with Jackson, he'll put challenges in. He's almost more of a battering ram, really, than, than um, maybe what we've got in midfield already. I'd put him in a destroyer role, almost like a Mila Yedinak type player, but maybe technically better. Uh, yeah, that, that's the thing he's technically better that, that's where I think people are a bit harsh on Irvine where they see the way he wins the ball back in the middle of the park and again we mentioned this in, mm. in that Football League um, paper column the other week where someone says he's, he's not a pass master well Bernal he needed someone in that final 10 to spread the ball wide yeah. and forward to, to the strikers and he didn't have one and that's what Irvine's done so well this season yeah. the other thing I would say that he's done well uh, going back to the Aston Villa game on Boxing Day he screens players like Matty Palmer well Yes. to give him space to be able to spread the ball and mm. really Jackson Irvine without even being on the ball can influence the creativity of Burton Albion yeah, I, th- I think as well at the weekend like I said about the numbers they only had two central midfielders where they've usually had three Luke Murphy and, and Matt Palmer are potentially more similar players both sort of maybe slightly deeper line playmakers certainly Murphy has been more recently at Leeds we know what Palmer is and Irvine is the one who bursts forward and, and potentially is slightly more versatile in that position so I think that that was, that was where what was missing to, to an extent at the weekend as you say it remains to be seen whether that groin injury rules him out any longer I think he was playing through it for a few weeks but that's just another positive to the player and not just Irvine but a lot of these Brewers players is that they, they you know, play for the cause and, and they, they, want, they know how important every game is and, and they want to be playing in them Absolutely. Um, I'm just going to call an audible here because, Stephen, your train is now nine minutes away yes. and you've got a 15-minute walk I, I, ahead I of you. Will, uh, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to pause the podcast here and just after this jump cut, we'll continue with myself, Ashley Wilkinson and Joshua Murray discussing the latest Burton Albion news. OK, and welcome back to the Brewers podcast, Brewers Talk. Uh, from the Burton Mail, it's just myself, Ashley Wilkinson and Joshua Murray now. Uh, Stephen Martin has gone to get his train. Um, which we were frantically told about quite late notice. Um, really hope he does get it. He's currently running uh, down Burton High Street, sprinting towards the train station as we speak. And uh, if we do find out how Stephen has got on in getting back to his train, uh, we will, of course, let you know first. Um, anyway, we'll I can't just... say we don't give drama on this. Yeah. <laughs> in our very first Brewers podcast, we have people running for trains. We have Jackson Irvine talk. I don't know what more Burton Albion fans could, could, could want from our podcast, Josh. Quality. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, okay. In, give it a few editions <laughs> and we'll see where we are with that. Um, but anyway, I mean, let's, let's talk, Brewers. Um, Jackson Irvine, as is, is we mentioned beforehand, been offered a new contract. No indication yet as to whether it's going to be signed. Certainly no indication, though, that Jackson Irvine wants to leave Burton Albion. And we perhaps did see how important Jackson Irvine was yeah, when, he, when he missed out at Wigan at the weekend. Um, that groin injury, bit of an issue. He's carried it for a few games, Jackson. Nigel Clough revealed to us. Um, he missed out at Watford and it's now kept him out again at Wigan I mean groin issues you're always wary because you, do, you know, 
the groin's a pretty important part of the leg. Um, it's a pretty, <laughs> it's, it's like a pretty scientist to, to, to put it mildly, the groin is pretty important. Um, Jackson Irvine, he needs to be careful, doesn't he? Because Burn Albion need him for the rest of the season. It's only right that he misses out of Wigan. At Cardiff at the weekend, though, if there's a 50 50 chance of Jackson Irvine being fit, based on what we saw at Wigan, you're Nigel Clough, Josh. What do you do? It is, it's hard, isn't it? Because, you so know, uh, uh, no, I mean, Nigel Clough said before about those players, about the likes of Irvine and a few others who've sort of played through these injuries, and they're brilliant to have. But, uh, you know, he said at one point, uh, you know, you almost have to take the yeah. decision out of their hands because they're, yeah. yeah. Um, the issue, obviously, being uh, just today that the QPR game, the trip to QPR has been moved um, to the, the weekend following the Cardiff game. It was originally yes, the Derby game. That's now been moved. Those so they were, week. yeah, they were potentially looking, you know, if they'd had a weekend off, you could say, right, take the risk and they'll have, what, 10 days to recover or whatever. Suddenly that's not the case now because yeah. the QPR game's there. So that might have a bit of an influence on the decision. Ultimately, the, the Cardiff game is another really big one. They're another side down there, although I've, I've you know recovered a little bit of late. But they're still down there to an extent, um, and the Brewers will know that. So it is a big game in that sense, but also there's another 20 big games. And somebody, Irvine, top scorer, had such an impact. And he's not the only one. There's a few other players who, if they're carrying injuries, 50-50 decision. If you rule them out for four games after playing one... Is that a big enough risk to take? Even yeah. if you do take all three points, you know. And, well, you know, I certainly wouldn't want to be making those decisions, especially you know, given the way the table looks at the minute. We'd love to know your thoughts on that, Brewers fans. Would you risk Jackson Irvine this weekend? Um, do get in touch. Feels like I should be issuing a text line at this point, uh, which we don't have. It feels like I'm hosting a radio show, um, which I suppose technically I am. Um, but that brings us in terms of players who are a bit fifty-fifty for this weekend. Josh, John McLaughlin. Yeah. Um, now, as we know. Um, Withdrawn at half time at Wigan. Uh, he suffered a bit of a blow to the head. It's, it seems like Jake Buxton absolutely poleaxing him. I mean, I've not seen someone do a somersault like that since I last watched a WWE pay per view. Honestly, it was quite remarkable. Buxton, he just caught him right at the angle that sort of sent him spinning yeah. to the floor. It's a little wonder he needed taking off because he was dazed at the break, John McLaughlin. We know how important John McLaughlin is um, to this Burton Albion side as the keeper, as, as the you know the man who organises that that three at the back. Um, there's normally, if there is a concussion, a six-day mandatory waiting period. There was no concussion. Albion will naturally, of course, be careful with John McLaughlin anyway. But it might say on the day of the game, John McLaughlin he, he has his tests. He's not past fit. Are you confident putting Stephen Barwater in goal? I know there was a bit of debate over his performance when he came on. For me, I thought Barwater looked okay. I, th- I thought he looked solid. Well, it's the first time we've we've seen Barwater in goal for the Brewers. I think since the um, since the Liverpool game yeah. in, in the AFL Cup. League you debut. know, um, so we've not been able to see that much of him. I, I agree with you. You know, I didn't see that he, he put a foot wrong. He could have done nothing for for the second goal. His distribution was good. You know, he made he made the the, the couple of interventions that he had to. Um, I, I, I would be confident in him going in. You know, he's, he's an, again. I know I keep using this word, but he's an experienced championship keeper at this level. Okay, potentially not from as recently, but he would be a good, uh, you know, sort of want to deputise for McLaughlin. I think McLaughlin hasn't had potentially the praise he deserves this season to an extent. You know, you know, you mentioned how integral a part he is for the Brewers, um, but he has been brilliant again this season. You know, we've we've often talked about how he's picked the ball out the back of the net more than mm. saves he's had to make, but <clears throat> certainly more recently he's pl- he's played very well. I can only think of one, maybe two sort of potential errors he's made all season that, that have led to goals. Um so he would be yeah. a big miss. Um, and I think with goalkeeping it's consistency, it's knowing your defenders, you know, maybe that's another thing. Bywater hasn't played much so hasn't played with those defenders. The communication might be a bit, you know, off kilter. Um 
So that would be something they'd have to work on. It wouldn't be ideal, McLaughlin being out, because at the end of the day, he's the first choice and he's a quality first choice. But I think in Bywater, you know, they have somebody who, if, if needs be, can come in and can do a job in, in again, what you know, a game where they're probably going to, you know, need quality. Yeah, you, you mentioned that second goal. I mean, we watched the highlights back this morning, as, as we do every Monday, in, in what we call highlights club. Um, which we don't, we don't. That was an awful, awful thing to say. Um, but we, we, we do every morning. We, we sit down and we, we rewatch the highlights, things we may have missed. Um, just try and get the game from a different perspective. You know, from the press bench to the cameras, there may well be a different perspective there. Um, just looking at that, that second goal, the header comes in and it's not in the far corner, and Bywater doesn't quite get across to it. It's headed to Bywater's right. Bywater's quite far to his left though mm. in his goal and it's one of those where I think he's taken up a pretty good starting position from yeah. the corner a pretty standard starting position and he's just I don't think he's expected the header to go that way and he sort of ended up scrambling across it's a goal that any goalkeeper can concede from a corner and, and yeah for, for me I don't think you can say he's purely at fault Lucas Aikens came out afterwards and he took responsibility for losing his man and allowing Connolly free um, to head the ball home and that's the disappointing thing isn't it that there are those little errors that are just you know, losing a man at a corner. Um, you know, in, in the first game, in the first for the first goal, Lloyd Dyer not strong enough against Connolly. I mean, I mean, to be fair, Connolly's probably got a foot on him in terms of height. Yeah. But <clears throat> there are just those little errors. I mean, any goal you can you can look at four or five little things that could have been done done differently. Mm. But again, fine margins of the championship. The yeah, absolutely. Form. And the thing is, you know, that first goal, it was a ball just sort of. You know, I don't want to say lumped into the box, but it was looped in. You know, it didn't have any fizz on it. It wasn't sort of one of those where you mm. sell the balls, taking it away from the defender. It was up in the air a long time, um, long enough. I think that the communication should have been better, or, or you know, it probably should have been dealt with. Like you say, okay, Dyer is going to struggle against Connolly in the air in that sense, but maybe it shouldn't come down to that anyway. Second one, like you say, I don't think Bywater can do a lot. I think everybody is expecting Aikens to sort of head it clear, and it just goes over him. I think potentially maybe timed his jump just wrong, so he's going down as the ball comes to him, just over him, and, and Connolly wins the header, and, and it's yeah. well converted. So they were soft goals. Nigel Clough and Lucas Aikens, who we spoke to after the game, both said exactly that. They said the frustration, frustrating things. It's too soft goals and you could probably point to a lot of the goals that the Brewers are conceding recently are ones where you'd say should they be conceding that I think back to the one against Rotherham yes. they 1-2-1 at Rotherham oh, but they really shouldn't have conceded that that was pretty poor um, there's, they, like you say these are the fine margins and these are why the teams like Burton and, and Wigan and, and whatever are down that end because those goals that are going in even when the, the Brewers are you know at the start of the season when they were scoring more obviously that in itself has become more of an issue of late yeah absolutely um, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up there um, it's been uh, a pretty lengthy opening Brewers Talk podcast from the Burton Mail. Um, I'm Ashley Wilkinson, Burton Albion writer for the Burton Mail. Joshua Murray has been with me, Burton Albion writer for the Burton Mail, and we were temporarily at least joined by Stephen Martin, um, who has been helping contribute to the Burton Mail. So that is the latest issue of the Brewers Talk. Um, opening one, Josh, not bad. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. It's, 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 it I think take each podcast as it comes. I think it's an away draw, we'll call this one. It's gone well, um, but we're going to be looking to get a few more men forward for the next podcast, uh, try and get a few more early goals in and try and take the three points. Um, yeah, thank you very much for joining us on Brewers Talk. Don't forget to like um, this post, this podcast. Uh, rate, please do rate us. Uh, please do leave your comments as well. And we want to get you involved. Please do email us to get involved with the latest Brewers podcast. Ashley.Wilkinson at BurtonMail.co.uk and Joshua.Murray at BurtonMail.co.uk. Please email us if you want to get involved. We'd love to talk to you on Brewers Talk. Thank you very much.